Inside the Ring is sponsored by Egg Weights, Liquid IV, and Goalie. Hey everyone, so today on Inside the Ring with Rebecca Ruber, we have a 23-year-old middleweight boxer who came from the beautiful city of Athens, Greece, to the United States of America in pursuit of a professional career in boxing and putting Greek fighters on the map. He is currently 6-0, 5 by way of knockout. Welcome to the show, Andreas Katsarakis. Hi, Andreas, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. How did I do on your last name? I really hope I didn't butcher it. You did very good for the for the first time. It was amazing. Thank you. I actually was going to ask you before, but I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go for it and see if I get made fun of or not. Oh, no, you did well. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, I always ask my first time guests, um, what made you decide to pick up a pair of boxing gloves and kind of like your story into becoming the professional boxer that you are today? So I grew up... I mean, I grew up back, uh, back in Greece and both my mother and my father were uh, into martial arts, but my father more, he was a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was always watching him hit the bag on the home and uh, do the workouts. And I, I guess I, I always liked it. So when I was very young, like three, four years old, I asked him to, I asked him that I want to start. Um, so he grabbed me when I was like four, th- four and a half years old. He, he got me to a nice like kickboxing gym that it was near home that they were doing more like also karate style fight that was more for young kids. So I started over there and as the time progressed, I started changing my style, getting to the kickboxing more. And when I was 13 years old, I started boxing. Interesting. So you weren't immediately a boxer. You went into kickboxing. Now in Greece, is it more popular to get into kickboxing than it is boxing or, or what made you start with kickboxing? 100%. In Greece, kickboxing is more popular also because we have Mike Zambidis. If you know him, he is like an amazing fighter, a legend of the sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's how most of the kids start nowadays in Greece with kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I did as well. But once I think once you get in an age that... You have uh, you have more knowledge of both of the sports, then you can realize, you know, what's the what's the best for you. And once I saw boxing, but nice quality boxing in front of me, I knew that that's the thing for me. So wh- when was that realization of um, during your amateur career? I want to go pro and I want to go pro at boxing. You decided to kind of nick the whole kickboxing career. So always, even when I was a kickboxer, I mean, very young, before 13, 14 years old, I always want to be a professional in my sport. I always want to be a professional athlete. Uh, and I always enjoyed watching the professionals and I always looked up to, to them. So I didn't have no doubt in my mind once I, once I got into boxing that I will be a professional. Of course, as the time got past and... Uh, I got to more serious. I got here in the U.S. and I got with a with a better team. And now I know that it all worked out for good. Oh, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Now it's interesting because I feel like, especially during your time of figuring out that you want to become a professional boxer, there really weren't a lot of professional Greek boxers on the map for you to kind of have that influence or that motivation. So who was a boxer that really motivated you or still motivates you to this day to do what you do? I don't think it ever was a particular boxer because I think for you to have this motivation, it has a, it has to be an influence on your personal life as well to know the guy, to know someone. Of course, grew up, I was watching a, 
I'm not, I'm not going to say only about the past greats like Muhammad Ali, Marvin Hagler, and all these kind of guys. Uh, I grew up watching Manny Pacquiao. I love Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miguel Cotto and mostly and other, Oscar De La Hoya, other fighters of this era. So I never had someone close to me that was a professional and inspired me to be one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I saw these guys and I really want to go on to their footsteps. Well, typically fighters from other countries, like they have extensive amateur careers um, before they come here to the States to progress their career. What was the moment in your 21 fight undefeated amateur record where you realized that you were going to be the outlier? You were going to not be like the rest and make that big jump to the United States. So what I had is I have an extremely extensive amateur career in kickboxing. Okay. So I have, yeah, I have more, more than 600 fights. So when I got into boxing, of course, it was a different world. It was something different, a different sport. But uh, I had the ring experience, uh, the experience of fighting a different guy that you don't care how he looks, who he is, or anything like that. So it wasn't hard for me to, to say that this is, you know, this is the sport for me and this is what I want to do. And uh, being in Greece, not having this, that much of a support in your fede- from your federation and not being able basically to go to a lot of tournaments, get more experience, be more experienced in the amateur sector and have a solid chance to the Olympic Games. I did, and also because I think it was like 18 years old to the previous Olympics, I didn't want to miss four more years to go and, uh, you know, pursue my Olympic career. I want to just go pro because I had a chance when I was 20 years old, I came to the United States. That makes a lot of sense. Now, When you transitioned from kickboxing to boxing, what were some of the biggest obstacles that you had to get past in, in regards to your fighting style? Or was it pretty easy to transition? Honestly, uh, I would say it was pretty easy. It came naturally because also when I was kickboxing in, in the end of uh, my kickboxer career, as I can, if I can say it like that, uh, I would be more of a puncher than, a, than someone that kicks that much. So it wasn't that hard to make a transition. It came pretty naturally. Of course, um, everything would be one step at a time. It's not that I was a complete boxer the first week that I, I turned pro, I turned in, into boxing. But I didn't have any big obstacles. Now, I could understand with those little transitions that you had to make, it must have still been very frustrating because you weren't getting, you weren't able to pick up on it within that first week. A lot of people when they don't catch on to something, they want to quit, they're over it. How do, you, how do you differ from the rest? How do you keep yourself disciplined to keep yourself going? What are some words of advice you can give to the listeners? So I will also tell a small story that got me down. I have, I have a loss on the European Championship that, uh, on the youth European Championship that I was uh, competed, competing. And back when I used to kickbox, I would always be on the podium. I would always win on the European Championship, the World Championships. So I got into boxing. I won the national championship fairly easy because the level is not that uh, is not that high. And I say, okay, let's go to the European Championship. Only four fights, only four amateur fights. So I go and uh, I had my first fight with the European champion. Wow! I lost, not a, not by a huge not by a huge way or something like that. It was a good fight, but I lost, and I wasn't used to it, mm-hmm. and uh, that got me very 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 frustrated and I was disappointed 
But and I think that was the time in my life that I had to push and I had to be like, how can I say, to mature faster, to be able to go past this obstacle and keep pursuing my goals and train every day just to be better. Now, you've been a pro for about three years now. And um, being a professional fighter, people think being a professional fighter, oh, automatically you get all these major fights and you're rich and you're famous and all that. But that's not necessarily the case. There are so many professional fighters out there. And I think that what is most important is how you represent yourself and how you brand yourself. Now, I personally believe, and I've watched some of your fights, you're a phenomenal fighter. You are gonna put Greek fighters Thank on you. the map. Um, and I think that with your drive and your discipline, you started working with Abel. And um, for those yes. that don't know who Abel Sanchez is, he's known for developing amazing fighters, including my favorite Triple G and some other big names at the Summit Gym in Big Bear, California, where you're currently at. Um, how did this opportunity come to be? And how is it training under someone like Abel? Because I feel like you guys are very much alike. So this opportunity came once I signed with my management that I am right now, splitting management. Um, I think it was very fresh. We had just signed and uh, we were reviewing some options uh, of who would be my coach. And uh, all of a sudden, Abel's name came to the table. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about no one else. <laughs> uh, if, you know, if he wants to meet me and train me, it will be an honor. So that's what happened. I came here to Big Bear. Uh, and here I am, I stayed. <laughs> I think it was what, what coach told me the first time that he saw me is if you get past the first four weeks, and of course we have a good uh, chemistry and all that, then you will see yourself if, uh, if you want to do it. You're both very disciplined, so I can definitely see that you have a very good connection and um, you're going to have a very bright future working together. So yeah, I, feel, I, feel, uh, I feel like this as well. That's I think awesome. that it wasn't only the the fighting style that I really like to to keep to apply pressure during my fights. Uh, I like to you know to be active, punch a lot, be in some uh, brawls in the ring from time to time. It's not only that; it's also the the work ethic and the hard work and uh, all the old school boxing kind of stuff that uh, Coach Abel represents. And that's what I really love about him and about uh, all the work that we put in. We do have that um, George Cambosos versus Teofimo Lopez purse bid that's actually happening today um, while we're recording this interview. When all is said and done and those two are in the ring, how do you think that that fight's gonna go? Do you have any opinion? I have an opinion. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's, it's a weird situation because Teofimo is in the same team as I am, man, in the same management team. And George Cambosos, uh, I think his parents, both of his parents are Greek, so he has, uh, his Greek, he has a Greek part in him. Um, so I don't want to take sides 100%. I can't take sides, you know. But mm. as a boxer, my point of view is that uh, definitely Teofimo has advantage and has the edge in that fight. Definitely, Cambosos uh, is the underdog. I believe that he really works hard every day, day and night, to be able to pull the upset. But uh, if he pulls that, it will definitely be an upset. Did you watch the Valdez-Berchelt fight? Yes. Last week? So, 
I talked about the, I had my pre-fight predictions that I had on my Instagram and I talk about these two Mexican fighters and I love watching Mexican fighters because their styles are, they leave their blood, sweat and tears in the ring. You know, it's all about that win at the end of the day. What would you say um, would represent, what, what does it mean to be a Greek fighter? What is, like, how would you know that someone's a Greek fighter out of the rest of them? I don't think we have a style right now because <laughs> there are not so many of us. Mm-hmm. So probably I will answer this question five, six, seven years once more, you know, more Greek athletes are produced. Because, I mean, one athlete that uh, really did well and he was Greek is Mike Arnautis. And we are totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a southpaw. He, he was moving all around, fast jabs. And, you know, he, was, he basically based his style and his fighting on, on his legs. Mm-hmm. Although I am more, you know, I apply pressure, I'm cutting the ring. It's it's two different styles, so I can't say right now. It's I guess not you like have, have to start head. this trend. I guess that's what you have to do. It's up to yeah. you. <laughs> well, why do you think it's taken it's taken up to now for Greek fighters to be put on the map? Why why do you feel like there really hasn't been that much representation? I think it all everything starts from the. Once, if you want to see what's wrong, you know, like on the tree, you have to look at the root. And uh, back in Greece, we don't have that that much uh, of an amateur uh, amateur boxing, you know, situation going on. Mm-hmm. We don't help. How can I say it? We don't help our talents do what they are meant to do. Just you know, give them a chance. We don't have that many chances back in Greece. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now we had a different. Uh, we had a change in our federation, in the boxing federation, and uh, I wish they do better. I wish they give more opportunities to everybody that you know wants to fight and uh, wants to pursue their career as a professional boxer. And I think once this gets into place, everything will start coming. Mm. Of course, uh, my goal also as a fighter and as a fan of the sport and as a Greek, uh, I wanna, I want to help you know, build boxing back in Greece as well. You know, if if uh, one day I'm in a position to create something back in Greece, to give opportunities to more young guys and uh, to more talents to see if somebody can achieve something in their career, that would be perfect for me. That would be, that would be a dream come true. That's amazing. And um, speaking of, you know, the future, what are your next steps in your career? You fought in December. Is there any talks of a, of a next fight? Anything you can tell us right now? So we don't have a date right now, but uh, I think we are working on something on April. Okay. Yeah, and nothing, uh, nothing to say. We are working on something on April, and uh, yeah, we'll see. One step at a time, one fight at a time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we just keep building. Well, when when that fight is set in stone, I'll definitely have you come back on, and we'll talk a little more because I'm very excited. Perfect. Um, Thank you very much. So is there someone that you would like to fight presently or in the future if you had to choose one person right now? I don't think that uh, I'm in the pori- in the position right now to start, you know, saying out names and uh, calling out fighters. So I will not say anything yet. <laughs> but you know, once th- once the fights keep gro- keep coming, then I'll definitely have some names. Before we end today's interview, thank you so much for coming on. You were amazing. Um, we're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna play a little speed round game. So pretty much. I'm gonna be asking you a bunch of random, some personal questions, and you just have to answer them as quick as you can. So if you weren't a pro fighter, what could you picture yourself doing? 
Mm. Uh, I don't know. I would study business administration. <laughs> I had to, to answer fast. <laughs> okay, that works. Uh, favorite sports team? Back in Greece, Panathinaikos. I will say also here NBA, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, favorite food? I don't have a favorite. You don't have a favorite food? I will say that I'm a pasta guy. Pasta? What type of pasta? What type of pasta? Mm, I always enjoy a nice aglio. See, I, I have to ask that because I would think after every fight, is there like a sort of meal that you go to that you're like, oh my God, I'm craving this? Yeah, after after the wins, I always, uh, I always crave a, a nice pasta with a steak or salmon or something like that. That sounds amazing. Um, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Mm. If I have to go with boxing movie, I would go with Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. I have. To, I still have to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. And another one. Uh, someone, someone up there likes me. I think Coach. Ah, oh, he's not here right now. I think someone <laughs> up there likes me. It's an amazing, amazing movie that Coach told me to watch. Favorite musical artist. Mm, I'm not. I'm not that much into music. No. No. What do you What do you listen to when you work out by yourself? I listen. I listen to music, but. Uh, so if I hear a lot of songs, I'll recognize them, but I don't know the artists behind them. When you work out, do you prefer to listen to like high-paced music or something slow and calming? Mm, not, not so slow, but not extremely high as well. Something in between. Who's your favorite boxer besides yourself at the moment? Marvin Hagler. Okay. Biggest fear? Mm, biggest fear? I have to think about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about it. Nothing comes uh, comes uh, out of my mind that fast. I don't know. Maybe you know, losing, losing in a losing in boxing. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Things that annoy you the most. Things that I know me annoy me the most. Yeah. When people talk too much. Talk too uh, much. I mean, you know, they are arrogant and they talk too much. Okay. Favorite animal. Dog. Your first job ever. This one. I mean, I was working. I was working partly, partly as a security on some uh, some some games back in Greece, like basketball games and stuff like that. That would be a very fitting job for you. I definitely wouldn't mess with you either. <laughs> um, what is your middle name if you have a middle name? I don't have one. You don't have one. One superpower you would like to have if you could choose. Mm. I don't know. Fly. Flying, okay. Uh, favorite TV show at the moment? Favorite TV show? I watched, I just finished Mandalorian, so I'll go with Mandalorian. Favorite snack? Favorite snack? Donuts. Ooh, what type of donuts? Everything. Everything. <laughs> the more chocolate they have, the better it is. Do you have like a specific donut shop here in the United States that you like? Yeah, I like one in uh, in LA. My favorite one is in West Hollywood, SK Donuts. I think best donuts ever. Can't go wrong with donuts ever. No. Um, and last question, country you would love to visit? I would love to go to Thailand. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, it was so awesome talking to you. Fingers crossed about the possibility of a fight in April. Um, and yeah. You know, we're, we're going to keep positive. If everything goes well, we know how crazy boxing can be. Um, yes. Hopefully everything pulls through and we'll have you back on so we can talk about the fight. Perfect. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye now.
Egg weights are the only hand weights in the world that conform to your body's natural motion. These weights are a boxing breakthrough. The palm-centered weights are the most balanced, compact, and ergonomic shadow boxing weights in the world. They are specifically designed to flow with any striking form and are amazing tools for building endurance, power, speed, and mental toughness. Egg weights are now the standard for Olympic athletes, professional, and public boxing clubs across the USA and Europe. Get yours now at eggweights.com and Use code Rebecca Ruber for 10% off. Hydrate, energize, and sleep better with Liquid IV using the science of CTT. CTT enhances rapid absorption of our wellness ingredients into the bloodstream. 50 million servings have been sold. They are gluten-free, no artificial sweeteners, they're vegan, and U.S. order ship-free. I personally have been using Liquid IV since 2019, and all their products not only taste delicious, but they are highly effective. They're great for hydrating before, during, or after an intense workout, needing an energy boost during that 2.30 p.m. crash, and their sleeping products will have you falling asleep within 20 minutes and have you waking up with zero grogginess. Use code RebeccaRuber25 for 25% off your whole order and free U.S. shipping. Goalie gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and gelatin-free. 100% natural and plant-based, get all the age-old benefits of apple cider vinegar in a delicious gummy. On top of having the benefits traditional ACV has, Goalie gummies have additional benefits including superfoods, good taste, good smell, better for your teeth enamel, and they're easy to take. Use code RebeccaRuber for 5% off your next purchase. Remember, every purchase using these codes helped the show tremendously, so please consider checking out these products. And if you decide to purchase, take a picture of your order and tag me at Inside the Ring Official for me to repost on my Instagram story. Thank you. 